Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us as we travel into the inner workings of John Cheney's mind. Beyond Midcourt is another dimension. A dimension of pressure. A dimension of coverage. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land. Two slow-footed white guys, incapable of playing man-to-man. Of help-side defense and active hand. You've just crossed half-court into the matchup zone. Everyone, Mike and Kevin, Magic Zone, here at Blog Talk Radio at the Phone Pack Studios. We uh, just did, did the whole upgrade, so it really seems like it's working tremendously. Of course, we upgrade. <laughs> we and upgrade. Now it's worse. Well, like Blog Talk Radio said, this whole thing, like, hey, you're l- listen to the clarity of this co- of when you do through the new studio what and everything. What is going on? It's like I'm. It's the same thing. I feel like we sound the same. Maybe we fa- sound differently out there, but I feel like we sound exactly the same. Now, I don't know what happened with let's that, that say, intro. Well, let's change it. Say something intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> something intelligent. What the frick? So, uh, yeah. So, this is really... I'm, I'm, I'm limp here. <laughs> well, let's not talk about your social life. I don't know why exactly... Uh, I don't really know what's going on with the sound quality. Blog Talk Radio... And it's not of our it's not our equipment unless maybe it is because you're fucking with that thing over there. But uh Block Talk Radio, we're supposed to upgrade and it sounds it just doesn't sound right. I feel like all right. Here's my whole thing. I, I listen to NPR. MP, do you know what NPR is? PBR? Do you know what a microphone P- is? PBR? Yeah, PB. Do you know what NPR is? Uh National Public Radio. Yeah, it's National Public Mike. The the following that this thing has is outrageous. The, the the amount of people who listen to uh, this every single week it's it's astonishing how many people listen to uh, NPR every week and like it's just it's the most boring possible thing I've ever heard. Like it's just it's I don't know I don't understand. It's like it's just painfully boring. But then I listen to us and I guess we're painfully boring. But like why we're just boring. We're yeah, but like. I don't know. Maybe it's the way they talk. I feel like they have a very like soothing. Here, I'll, I'll we'll we'll put on a little NPR. We'll put on a little NPR, and you can listen to just kind of like a, a, a sample of how a show starts. It's like very boring. It doesn't. There's no pizzazz to it. There's no. All right. Enough about freaking, our show. Play it. All right. Hey, I'm Jeff from Seattle. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and Mino. You should support the show like I just did. Just visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. You won't regret it. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Starting with The State, moving on to Stella and their first movie, Wet Hot American Summer, my guests David Wayne and Michael Showalter have spent their careers making weird comedy and getting mixed reviews. And that wasn't like on purpose. We sort of thought we had sold out a little bit. Right. <laughs> it wasn't that we had like fully sold out, but it was like we really like watered it down. You know, like <laughs> like 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 you know, like <laughs> we really did. And and so, you know, it was like we couldn't sell out even if we tried. Because we tried. 
I mean, I'm telling oh, you right now. Back. And here's the thing. They have good guests because they have Michael Showwater, David Wayne, the guys who made American Summer State, who I'm like, you know, this, that's they why. Michael, I, they have Michael Showwater on? Yeah, that, this is why I'm a big. a nice job with the Orioles. <laughs> this is why I'm a big fan because I, I wanted to listen to this. And not a big fan. This is why I listened to it because I wanted to listen to David Wayne and Michael Showwater. And I'm like, this is the most boring shit I've ever heard. Like, it's just boring. Like, do you hear the intro? So I feel like, okay, let's, <clears throat> I'm going to, I'm going to do something right now. I'm going to, I'm going to do something special. I'm going to do something special. I'm going to mute everyone else and I'm going to try to tinker with some stuff over here and I'm going to get my voice and we're going to talk in a soothing way and I'm going to okay. introduce the show how NPR does and okay. I'll see if this, if, if something, if something, well, yeah. all right. <clears throat> do we have a water or anything? <laughs> Studio's chock full. <laughs> Your sweat. Thank you. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Kevin Owens, and you're in the matchup zone. Today, our guest is Les Bowen, Philadelphia Eagles beat writer for the Philadelphia Daily News. Les, when you start, like, how boring is that? But this is what NPR is. That's exactly what it sounds like. It sounds exactly like that, and that's the. That was really good. Wasn't that good? Yeah. No, yeah, if I, I, I thought you sounded better just then. Really? Yeah. So maybe I should just do that instead. Do you think more people would listen? My voice sounded soothing. Like that's I think what we the, get one. That's the whole entire thing. Like your my voice sounded very. It's it's like got like, McElroy with his approach. Yeah. I feel like that's what you're doing. You're announcing golf, and it's very like you have to really pause with your words. You have to. Yeah but, a, yeah, but it's a more relaxed. It's a more relaxed setting. And so, I feel like it's almost like if you had golf on the radio, those guys would be the perfect guys to do it. But yeah, like, you're right, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but like, what? But who would listen to golf on the radio? Correct. But that's <laughs> the whole. I think I would. You, of course, you would. <laughs> There's, there, you would be the one who would listen to golf on the radio. What's the difference? I mean, I don't. Know. I, and Woods lines up. And Woods and the putt from 18 feet. <laughs> <laughs> And he sinks it. Very good shot. Let's head out. Let's head out to the 17th. Here's Dustin Johnson's approach. <laughs> <laughs> so, like the whole entire, I just don't understand. I don't know. NPR is just like the most boring thing I could possibly imagine. But it's like millions of people listen to, it. and then like people have conversations, and they're like, "Hey, did you listen to NPR?" And they're like, "Of course I listen to NPR." Like I don't get that. I don't get MP. I don't get the draw. It's so boring. But they have good guests. Like I, mean, I feel like you could say that about a lot of shows, a lot of media nowadays. Yeah. Like ESPN First Take is the highest rated program oh. on their channel. Is it really? Yeah. That's crazy. And who? How is? How is Around the Horn still on TV? I don't know. Do, do because you watch, people you watch that every now and then. I can't watch it. I like, watch it at the dentist office. How about PTI? Can you watch that? I'm not. I can watch that more. I'm not a big PTI fan, but I'm not a big first. Like I watch First Take because it's sports. But see, I'd rather just watch it from five to six. The local, the Philly sports talk on on Comcast. Yeah, Barcast. yeah, I would too. Like I would rather watch yeah. local, especially now with football season. Right. Like you don't want to be dealing like, with. I don't want to hear about Tom Brady anymore. Yeah, I don't want to care about Tom Brady. I don't care about like the fights. I don't care, I don't care about Greg Hardy. Correct. The like, Cam Newton's yeah, fighting. Great. I don't care. Honestly, I don't care about Ronda Rousey. Des Bryant's getting in a fight. At yeah. Last week, I mean, pilots are crashing their planes with banners flying through <laughs> back. People with one finger. Oh my! All right, we never even hit on that. That's the. Let's talk about this for a second. That is the most ridiculous. I don't understand the whole draw with fireworks. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I don't get, like, I get, I, I, it's fun to look at them and you can just sit there and it's just like, wow, you know, boom. And everyone's just all happy. And it's, but I'm not going to be the asshole sitting there lighting them and the, them shooting up into the, the sky. How about the guy who died? He put it on one on his head or but something? But like, what? that's what I don't get. Like, what? You know, you know I have what? Firework. Like, like, let me what? see how long I can tell. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, Having a bomb strapped it's, to your yeah, chest so, and being so like, stupid. okay, let me see if I can like run around the block like with you're this. Especially like a pro athlete. Like, yeah. you have so much to lose. It's just... It's, like it's, fingers. I mean, dude, honestly, though, like, JPP has no one else to point the finger at himself. <laughs> In a hard time meeting a girl. <laughs> Come over here. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was thinking of something else. <laughs> Come oh, over God. here. That's a, he can <laughs> wave with <laughs> his hand. <laughs> You can't see me right now. Yeah, this is good for radio. Look. 
my god. So today on the show. So today on the show we, we have, have Les Bone and we have our we have our producer Greg Frank. Greg He's Frank is also joining us studio. today in the studio. Yes, he is. Glad to be here. And Greg, it's so nice to have you again. Les Bowen will be talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and yeah. what they are going to do in the upcoming 2015 season. It is quite exciting. I'm ri- I'm riveted. I I'm I'm beaming with excitement right I now. I am too. And I think the show will be the highest rated because we're talking softly. And Greg is here. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so Les Bone, Les Bone will be joining us. I just don't I mean that's crazy. People maybe it's this maybe do people fall asleep to it? I don't know. What's the whole draw to it? Yeah, but you know what? Like, do you ever watch Boomer and Carton? Sure. Yeah, yeah I like them. Yeah, I see. I see. To me, when Craig Carton was in Philly, like he's totally transformed now into he's got to be a loudmouth New Yorker. How long well, has he been in New York now? It's it's got to. I mean, twenty years. No, 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 no. Because no. he was he was on he was on Philadelphia sports radio. He left when the whole Lindros thing went down. When he reported something, Lindros was drunk. He he had, he yeah, reported yeah. something where. He got fired. Uh-huh. He he's, he has to be in New York for probably, I would say, minimum 10, 10 years now, maybe longer. Well, but yeah, Lindros he, is like... Yeah but, I, yeah. yeah, but I don't know if he got a job right in New York right okay. after that. Okay. But he, to me, is just... He's such a loudmouth punk now. Like, mm-hmm. he was yeah, so, he's a bit he, of a boo. He, he was so different in Philly. Like He was just a little more laid back. Now it's like, oh, I'm in New York. I have to be a total jackass now because I'm in New York. Yeah. And to me, like, Boomer brings nothing to the table. Like He's got a good arm. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he can throw a football farther than you. Yeah, but he just he brings nothing to the table. Boomer brings nothing to the table, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Now, what do you think about his counterpart? One, one, what was his name? Craig Carton. One Craig Carton. That's the one. Craig is a loudmouth New Yorker. <laughs> so I feel like I just feel like since he got to New York, like he's got to take on that personality now. Yeah. Um. Now, I'm a little upset that my boy Colin Cowherd is off ESPN Radio. You love Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too happy with yeah, that. Yeah, that's a tough one. because, uh, And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of transition going on because he's gone. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot. I mean, especially here in Philadelphia, you know, these, the Tony Bruno uh, thing with, uh, Josh, Innes. with well, Josh Innes. Well, to me, like Josh Innes, like, do you like Josh Innes? I do. I, I do like too. him, too. I do, too. Yeah. Like, I think he's more of a Howard Stern, like, I, shock. Like, Yeah. I think it's a little unfair, too, that people hold it against him that he's not from Philadelphia. I agree. And I, I he, don't hold that he against doesn't him at all. Con- well, 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 if you look at his Twitter responses and if you hear some callers, it's, oh, you know, you don't know Philly. You know, you're just coming in here from Houston and acting like you run the town. I mean, he's right. a radio personality, yeah. and he's just an animated guy. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? Angelo Catone's not from Philly. Like no, he's from like what? Rhode Island, right, yeah. but he's been here for so long. Exactly. Al Morgant, he's a Boston guy, right? Yeah. He's a huge Boston yeah. guy. He like uh, roots for Boston teams. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and in front of us, we have a gymnastics competition. Well, who, going. Who, who else can we make fun of? Uh, you. <laughs> 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 it's always good for a laugh. <laughs> uh. Oh man! Who's the show brought by? Let's run this. Show. Oh yeah, let's, the show is brought to you tonight by Phone Pack Supplier. Okay, okay. Let me. <clears throat> Tonight's show. This is, and here's how we need to start. We need to start the whole entire show, doing the whole. Uh, we need to start the whole entire show with the whole, like this is what we need to do, and say here I'll show you how we need to start the show before the whole blog talk great <laughs> whatever it yeah, was tonight. Before that, yeah, explosion yeah. comes on. So we need to start and say the show tonight's show tonight's okay tonight's presentation of the matchup zone is brought to you by Foam Pack, supplier of all Graco products. We are just a phone call away. 888-458-2928. The show is also sponsored by Integrated Play and Renee Scholl. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee 269-760 Three eight five seven. Our calling number is three four seven two one five eight one two six. Hit us up on Twitter. No, we can't say hit us up. <clears throat> yes. Follow please, us. Please join us on the Twitter on the Twitter universe. Please join us. Please join us on Twitter at the match. Then underscore. Then upzone. Or by email thematchupzone at gmail.com. 
If you would like to contribute to funding of the show, please contact somebody <laughs> as soon as freaking possible. So, uh, yeah, craziness. Crazy, 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 crazy. So we, uh, yeah, we, I just, I just feel like that's, uh, that's going to be the good, good intro. We'll, we'll, I should record that. We'll stay in the studio a little bit tonight, record that. And, uh, it should be, it should be terrific. So why don't we, uh, why don't we go ahead and do that? That'll be, uh, that'll be a, a great little go. So we're going to have Les Bowen join us in a few minutes, uh, talking a little bit about the Eagles. Now, you know, there's a lot been going on with the Eagles and, my biggest question I'm going to have for Les Bowen is going to be the whole entire Sam Bradford thing. I mean, that, I just think that, that, that there's such uncertainty, but it's an exciting. Sure, you're going on a limb there, but it's it's exciting. It's ex- extremely exciting to kind of see, like, oh my gosh, you know, is this going to happen? Could it happen? What's he? What's what's going on? So, Mike, like, where where do you think where do you think we're going to fall this year? I want to I want to know the expert well, opinion from you. I, I it's hard to say now. Um, uh, I'm, you're asking me to hinge something on a guy who hasn't been productive since his rookie year. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be healthy. I don't know if he's going to be, I mean, we, we all know his arm strength is there. We know his arm strength is there, but how he's coming off two ACL services, uh, two ACL injuries. Um, I, I don't know. I'd like to say he's going to do, I, I'd like to have faith in Chip Kelly that he did the right thing and got rid of Foles and, for Bradford, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope everything turns out, but you, you have to wait and see. Awesome, awesome. We're uh, so we're gonna we're gonna tune in right now. We got uh, Les Bowen on the line. Les is joining us. Uh, yeah, we're good. Les is joining us, uh, talking a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles. Les, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good to be here. We really appreciate it. Now, Les, I mean, the biggest the biggest issue we have. The biggest issue we're going to have is the Eagles go through. Oh my goodness, there's a chaos going on right now. <laughs> so uh, the big, you know, the biggest thing I think Eagles fans are, are thinking about is Sam Bradford. What's Sam Bradford going to do? Is Sam Bradford going to be the guy that's going to lead this team? And you've been at practice, you've seen him throw, and I've heard a lot about his accuracy and things like that. Is Sam Bradford the guy that you think could lead this team uh, to where we need to go? of the first week of camp uh, were just uh, excellent. He really was uh, comfortable and, and and throwing it great. Now, I expect there to be some glitches when he gets into preseason games. He really hasn't uh, played a lot of football in the last year and a half, almost none. So, you know, there'll be some rust. But if he stays, if he can keep his knees from getting banged up again, yeah, I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this offense, and uh, I think they're going to be a good team. Les, where where do you see Tim Tebow fitting in thus far in training camp? I mean, how's he looking? Or does he have a prominent role, or what's going on with Tim Tebow? Uh, he and Matt Barkley are splitting the the final reps, uh, the last group of reps. Um, I think they there's an opportunity there in that I think they think they've seen whatever they're going to see from Barkley, they'd kind of like to move on. I think he'd kind of like to move on somewhere else. But Tebow's going to have to come and get it. I mean, they're not going to just give him the job. The main thing I see, you know, that people talk about his throwing motion, and apparently he's worked on that. Uh, It doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look great at this point. But the biggest thing I see is decision-making and getting the ball out of your hand quickly. And that's still not something I see him excelling at. In the public practice Sunday, the biggest cheer of the day was when Tebow couldn't find a receiver and took off and ran for, you know, 20, 30 yards, which was great, you know. But that's not – the Eagles don't have any plays designed for that. You know, yeah. he was supposed to throw, find somebody to throw to. And, uh, you know, if he can't do that consistently, then he has no place. Greg, uh, yeah, Frank, you know, minutes. likes the uh, – the versatility angle. He likes the whole thing about you could go for two with Tim Tebow. You know, uh, you could probably dress him, uh, you know, make him one of the active guys on Sunday and use him. And even if he didn't get any quarterback, you could have him cover a kick or something, you know. So I don't know that he's not going to be here, but I don't, unless 
frankly, Sanchez and Bradford are so far ahead of of Barkley and Tebow. I just don't see any kind of prominent role for Tim Tebow as a quarterback with the Eagles. Hey, Les, it's Greg Frank. I appreciate a few minutes. Nice of you to join us. Um, just real quickly, uh, I was down there at the practice yesterday, and obviously I, I think the big storyline, the nickel corner, Ja'Cory Shepard, leaves early on a car, and after the MRI today, he comes out that uh, he has a torn ACL and you know is going to miss all of 2015. A lot of people today are, are, are you know, the knee-jerk reaction is that this is a bad look for Chip Kelly, given what happened, you know, I guess less than – about a, about a week ago with the trade of Brandon Boykin. you think that's just like emotions getting the better of a lot of people? Or, or do you think that there's, you know, some legitimacy to the fact that, you know, now, I mean, obviously you'd love to undo things, but that's just not the way things go. We'll see. You know, it. there was no pressing need to, to trade Brandon Boykin. The only problem was that he was going to be a for this season. And he probably wasn't going to sign here again because he right. wants to start. And you make more money if you're an outside corner than if you're a nickel corner. So, but, you know, that was all stuff that could be dealt with in the off season. I don't think Boykin was going to pout or be disruptive or, you know, not do his work. Uh, they decided they'd rather have a draft pick than Brandon Boykin. And well, the draft pick isn't going to play this year. <laughs> Now, down the road, this could be a good deal. If they get through this all right without Corey Shepard, if Jalen Watkins or EJ Biggers or Randall Evans or somebody like that, uh, you know, does a wonderful job as the nickel corner this year, then, you know, nobody's going to care and it will be an astute trade for Chip to have gotten something for Brandon Boykin. But if they have problems at the nickel corner, they traded away a really good one, and then the next one got hurt, and people are going to be talking about that. There's no doubt about it. Now, Les, I know uh, the big thing right now, the the you know elephant in the room is the whole entire Chip Kelly thing and how Chip Kelly treats his players and the culture that he creates. Uh, a lot of criticism has come on him because of this culture that he's created, and saying that it's almost a culture that pro prohibits individualism and it prohibits uh, some styles that can be construed as racism. Now, you've been close enough with the organization and follow Chip and kind of see how he, how he acts and, and how he coaches. Do you detect that, uh, that bit of, of you know, lack of individualism that he doesn't really allow in, the, in camp? Well, I just wonder. We're just going to see. Uh... In the long run, if you can coach NFL players the way you can you coach college players and have them like it, and maybe it's a matter of trying to get guys that are really sold on what you're doing who were brought in by you, which is something he's tried to do this offseason. Mm -hmm. But I also think there might be some room for him to kind of come to grips better with the fact that a 30-year-old is not the same thing as a 19-year-old when you're dealing with them. And uh -huh. uh, I'm not sure that has completely happened. It's something that was discussed a lot when Chip Kelly was hired. He talked about it, and he indicated he, indic he really understood that the NFL was different from college. But we really haven't seen much of that from him. He seems to be bent on doing things pretty much exactly the way he did them in college. So, again... There are guys that aren't going to be a problem who were brought in here and, and have assumed leadership roles like Malcolm Skins, uh, you know, and, and if players are following them, then, then it's not a big deal. But if things don't go well, you know, any coach has a problem if things don't go well. But if things don't go well, this is all going to be uh, front and center. You can, you can really believe it. Not, and I, I don't really – the race part of it, me is sort of a manifestation of what you were saying about that that's kind of the way it comes off sometimes if you're against people being real demonstrative and real um, colorful and and you'd rather you want everybody to just sort of put their head down and do their job and be interchangeable I think there are different cultural ways to look at that but you know I don't think there's any racist intent on his part uh, but uh, can you can you run a team like that? I don't know. Uh, he's a guy that wants to uh, set things up his way. I mean, we were just talking about the Brandon Boykin trade, 
and I made the point that he didn't have to trade the guy. He just didn't want a guy there that wasn't happy with his job. He was, you know, he'd rather go without. And we'll see how well that works. Les, kind of, kind of piggybacking off your answer there, I mean, do you think, in your opinion, I mean, I know Chip would never say anything, but is there, I mean, how much pressure is on him this year? I mean, let, let's say this team finishes, hypothetical, let's say this team finishes 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, and after getting rid of McCoy, Jackson, Macklin, Mathis, I mean, is there a lot of pressure on him now getting rid of these, getting rid of these weapons? I, I mean, I don't know if management's going to come down on him, but I know the fans are going to be just all over this guy. If Yeah, the that's team- the thing. He Chip does nothing to really ingratiate himself to the fans or the media, public, you know, talk radio or any of that. So if things go bad, there's not going to be any sort of, you know, let's all wait and see kind of thing here. Now, Jeffrey Lurie has given this guy the whole carte blanche, so he's not going to turn on him after a bad year. But I think a lot would have to hinge on what happens. I mean, if they have a bad year because Sam Bradford gets hurt, that's right. kind of the gamble they took, and everybody knew it. And I don't think that, you know, it's unfortunate, but I don't think that means Chip can't get it done. But if there are other things, you know, if Byron Maxwell doesn't play well, or, you know, there are a lot of things that could happen that would cause an 8-8 eight and eight record that could reflect very badly on Chip. So I don't know. I, I, I expect the team to be good, frankly. Especially mm-hmm. if, if Bradford is healthy, I expect them to be the best team in the NFC East. But we'll you know, I don't know that. I mean, I haven't seen it happen. Of course. Well, as you mentioned Byron Maxwell, and I want to go back to the secondary, obviously, with, I just asked you about the Corey Shepard injury and kind of the impact on that. But, you know, I think we all know that Byron Maxwell and Malcolm Jenkins, that's, you know, half your secondary right there. I don't think anybody's questioning mm-hmm. the job status of those two. But uh, much has been made uh, in the offseason flurry. We saw the Eagles bring in Walter Thurman, who was another one who of uh, those injury prone guys only played two games last year with the Giants was predominantly a nickel corner. Um, it, it seems like so far in camp, he's making a smooth transition back there as the safety next to Malcolm Jenkins. And then also at your other corner, it looks like uh, maybe one of the biggest position battles going on right now with Eric Rowe and Nolan Carroll. It seems like Nolan Carroll's the favorite. I think Nolan Carroll holds him off. And, I think and what the he, veteran always is. You just don't see championship-level teams starting rookie corners outside very often, even if they're really good. And Eric Rowe might at some point during the season get that job, but I I think they're more comfortable. How about Walter Thurman? What What do you think? What do you well, from that's him? real interesting. You know, he has done so well in that safety spot, and they're so excited about that. You know, you would think in this situation that we were just talking about with Boykin gone and Ja'Cory Shepard injured, you would think moving Walter Thurmond over to nickel corner would be a very logical move, but I doubt very seriously they'll do that because they're so enthusiastic about him at safety and because they don't really have, you know, they have a group of young corners they like, but they don't really have a group of safeties they like. Earl Wolf is just barely back to normal functioning after microfracture surgery. I get the sense that they've cooled on him considerably since his promising rookie year. Um, there just isn't anybody that, that's going to jump in there and play that safety spot if you move Walter Thurman to, to nickel. Um, that would be something you know you, you might want to look at with cutdowns from other teams if that nickel corner thing doesn't get solidified here in the preseason. Uh, maybe you can find a safety somewhere and, and, and then move Walter Thurman. But right now he's, he's a safety and, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. I want to switch it, keep it on the defensive side of things real quickly with the front seven. Obviously they did a very nice job last year. Frank Gore was the only rusher to go over a hundred yards against the Eagles. And, you know, they played DeMarco Murray twice, obviously the rushing champion. So, you add Kiko Alonso into a mix of, you know, very talented linebackers. And, you know, you do draft Jordan Hicks in the third round from Texas. So where do you see the snaps coming in? I, I mean, we know Fletcher Cox is going to be on the field. We know Connor Barwin's going to be on the field. We know Benny Logan and Brandon Graham obviously just got the extension. But particularly at the inside linebacker with the, the rotation of Kiko Alonso, Michael Kendricks, and, and D'Amico Ryan. Obviously, Chip had a ringing endorsement there, Michael Kendricks, to bring, you know, yeah. training 
to a start. So how do you see that situation kind of unfolding? Yeah, it's real interesting. I don't know. I kind of thought when uh, uh, Travis Long went down right. outside linebacker last week that that might mean some snaps for Kiko Alonso outside because he can do that. He's at, he's certainly athletic enough to, to play outside, and the Bills have been talking about moving him outside permanently, and they're 4-3. Uh, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to give Kiko any outside reps. Um, I don't know how they're going to work it inside. D'Amico Ryans right now is not really back to his level of quickness and, and acceleration that he had before the Achilles injury. They anticipate that he will be, but until he is, I think he, they, you know, they're not going to make a big deal of it because he's such a leader of that front seven, but maybe he doesn't get that many reps until he truly fire off like he like he was a year ago. Um, they'll have different packages maybe than what we've seen previously. Get guys on the field with each other. Uh, maybe it's a matter of terminology. Maybe they'll have Alonzo out there instead of an outside linebacker, you know, in some packages and just have him rush the passer. Um, they did that a little bit with Vinnie Curry last year. He wasn't really playing outside linebacker, but he was taking the place of an outside linebacker in a package. Um, I don't know. It's going to be real fascinating to see how that works. Because in the back of their mind has to be, even though Chip said, you know, Michael's not going anywhere, his contract is up as well. And uh, have to pay. they've got to do something there at some point. They could franchise him, obviously, if they don't have to franchise Sam Bradford. But it's you know, he's probably Michael Kendricks was drafted to be a four three linebacker. There are a lot of four three teams that would probably give him a lot of money. I totally agreed, agreed. Now less you know, kinda enough about the, the Eagles, all this all this fun stuff. Now I know you watch True Detective and I know that's <laughs> you know yeah, I, I, I saw I, I've been, Yeah, but I saw you the tweet and listen, Les, I watch it too. Um I love last season. Thought it was one of the best shows I've watched last season. This season, yeah. Although this season, I'm not horribly disappointed. It's just one of those things where I don't think it lived up to last season. Now, what are your thoughts on on this season? And we, you know, we won't put throw any spoilers out there for the people who might have missed it oh, okay. watching watching Sunday Night Football. I'll, I'll try to keep that in mind. I, I <laughs> just felt, you know, I I felt early on people were being too harsh on it. And uh -huh. I thought it really, I thought there were some real strong episodes toward the end. Yes. But the finale just didn't bring it all together for me. Yeah. Right. And I was left not happy with the way they left things. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into the spoilers, but there were things <laughs> that I would have done very differently that would have been very easy to do. And I was really bothered by the fact, and a lot of, I've read several professional reviews of this by people who actually review TV shows for a living. Something's wrong when you're Googling during the show or <laughs> the end of the series to figure out who the hell they're talking about. Right. Yeah, that's, you know, yeah. They didn't establish these characters. You don't, you're, you're like, who's that? What, what now this guy was, and that's just not, that's bad writing. That's bad character development. That's bad plotting. If you can't, if people can't figure out, you know, who the bad guy was, <laughs> yeah. they, they just brought things in randomly. People like that whole Mexican gang came in very late in the show yeah. and became very, very central to the outcome again, without any spoilers. Mm -hmm. uh, where did, who are they? What, <laughs> why are they here? You know, I mean, it had the, the show was supposed to be about the murder of this uh, uh, city manager and it became like, oh, yeah, here's who killed him. You know, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, I felt sorry for the actors. I thought the acting was very yeah, acting good. Was I thought good. Vince Vaughn took a lot of criticism early that I just didn't think was warranted at all. I thought he was tremendous as Frank Simeon. I, I believed him totally as a mobster, as a big, you know, hulking yeah. kind of guy. Uh, I totally. I, I, I liked Colin Farrell. I liked... Uh, uh -huh. What's her name? Uh, you know, yeah. Um, but don't you, you know, miss Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson? 
Oh, they were great. In, they were in great. What they did. Uh, you know, this was a different type of show, and I think it could have been very good, but it just wasn't very well written. Uh, no, if, I think any of the if any Halloween producers are, are listening, I'll be happy to go out there and write a better script than mine. <laughs> no, I'll life. tell you what. The Vince Vaughn thing is is head on because I thought Vince Vaughn did a good job, and a lot of people were like, he's not believable as a bad guy because they're so used to like it's a like, different role. From yeah, him. they're so used to right. like the you know the, Comedy. They're so, yeah. like yeah, just the the normal Vince Vaughn that, crashers. Yeah, that everyone's like that everyone's accustomed to. But I thought he did a good job. Like he almost was like bumbling in the beginning, but those last two episodes, he was. He 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 made me believe it. I believed that he was a gangster. I thought he was really good. I thought his role was really good. But it's just, I mean, people are used to this. Yeah. Oh, I last night I thought, you know, and I won't give it away, but when he says, uh, you know, I never wore a suit until I was thirty-eight years old, and and then something <laughs> happens, you know, and and it to me, I that was right up there with anything from the first season, but not enough was. Yeah, I totally agree. I think I think I, I thought it was well done, but I totally agree. I think they uh, the last episode it didn't wrap up, and there were so yeah. many characters. Hot holes. I, I think the acting makes you watch because yeah. it's good, but then you realize right. the plot just... and, the, and the photography and the cinematography. You know, it was very it was shot beautifully, but not enough thought the plot the like, characterization. You hoping for a season three? Oh yeah, I'm sure there will be, and and I'm very much hoping for it. Yes. Now, that would be that would be something good. I know McConaughey and uh, Harrelson were in on this one. Maybe they'll they'll get the whole entire crew in for the next one. Les, thank <laughs> you so, so. much. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us tonight, taking some time out of your evening. I know you know long weeks with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles practicing, but uh, we really appreciate you giving us a little bit of time, talking a little Eagles, talking a little bit of uh, you know True Detective as well. You're very welcome, and good luck with the podcast. Thanks a lot, Les. We appreciate it. Have a good night. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks, Les. I, I got to go. Yeah. I, All right. I got you, buddy. <laughs> so, I got talk, you. talking less, talking with Les Bowen, talking a little bit about the Eagles and what his yeah. thoughts were. And hey, he had plenty to say. Yeah, he did, and yeah. I thought that was good. I thought he, uh, you know, it's 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 very informative to kind of get a guy who's you know who's been doing this for a long time. He's he's been he's really plugged in. Yeah, he he is, and he knows what's going on. He's been seeing it. He's got the inside scoop, so it's kind of nice to to talk to him and see kind of where the Eagles stand. But and I want to go back to the, well, Mike. I thought you had a good question when you, you kind of <laughs> talked about how you're the one. You're, no, I liked it. I'm gonna be honest. Um, thank you, Greg. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> You Thank talked you about um, how Kim Kelly, you know, the whole off the field thing and the racism or whatever. I, I, at the end of the day, he's a football coach that's trying to win football games. And when you yeah, look yeah. at the rosters he's had, I find a hard time saying that this isn't the best roster he's had in his three years in Philadelphia. I think it's yeah. the best team he has. And I think they're going to win more than the 10 that they've won the last yeah. two years. The whole racist thing to me is just a joke. You can't be a coach in professional football where what? 85 percent yeah. of 80 or 85 percent of the players are african-american like you, you can't win right like go go have go have three white dbs you're gonna get crushed like i thought i made a good point too he talked about how he was drafted by ray rhodes and stayed on for the andy reed era but witnessed a lot of the players that andy reed inherited mm -hmm. and, and and you just see that jimmy johnson that's the, the comparison that's been yeah. brought a lot here he brought in a lot of guys from the University mm -hmm. of Miami. He, he, he made a lot of personnel changes in Dallas, and he had a lot of success. So I think this is just a guy that's trying to do things his way, and we'll see where the I, final destination yeah, is. And I think it's a guy with an ego, too. I mean, he's he's playing with a lot of Andy Reid guys in the first two years. And right. I think he says, you know what? I want to win. You know, because I think he feels like, well, if I go out and win now, well, he won with Andy Reid's players. I think he, you know. Is Nick Foles ever going to have that kind of year he had in 2013 again? Or no, half a year? No, no, no. Never. You know, you got you went with three quarterbacks: Michael Vick, mm -hmm. Mark Sanchez, and Nick Foles. Yep. Nick Foles is the only one of those three that's even a starter right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And only won twenty games with those three quarterbacks. Now, in honor of Les Bowen uh, joining us and uh, the confusion that was originally brought on, <laughs> we have a uh, special guest Baja Men joining us now. Yes, they are. So, joining us on the program tonight will be the Baja Men. This is going to be a. This is a rough segment. Get it? Get how I played that, Kev? A rough segment. I think that's hilarious. If I had the applause button, I would push it. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, 
what the frick happened to <laughs> everything this went to ca- like we're just like okay oh, everything's organized we got everything all of a sudden it was just like who let the dogs out yeah, yeah. explosion but of course hey what can you do now Kev, where do you, dogs are friendly where friendly you, animals where do you where do you where do you see the eagles and you know everyone goes down to schedule win loss win loss from my couch <laughs> i'm not a fan of going to the games uh i think See, Dallas is going to be very tough to beat this year. I now, think Dallas. Now, Les said they're the best team in the East, which I, I agree with that. Yeah, I think yeah. Dallas is going to be the team that's that's going to be tough. Uh, See, that, I not enough. I'm sorry to cut you off real quick, oh, yeah, yeah. but I I think not not enough's being made of. The Eagles got better by pulling Murray away from the Cowboys. Right. I feel like too. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who did Dallas bring in? I mean, correct. But at so the same time, took, Dallas has a great offensive line, and do. I think that's going to be a, that. Now, some of Mary, that falls Mary on a product of that line. He might have been a little bit. I that's mean, what you, said. yeah, you throw you throw a big. I guess Emmett Smith was a product of that line in the '90s too. I mean, you could say that about any any great offensive line. Correct. I mean, but look at look at some of these guys when they go different places. Some of these running backs, mm-hmm. I feel like there's there's great running backs, but you know, I feel like a lot of them can do similar things, but it's the product that they have around them that what makes you, them great. You look so at Tom you Brady. think LeSean McCoy goes down a little bit in Buffalo? I think so. He doesn't have yeah. the same thing. Now, I look at... you, you yeah, know, and, and also, they have no quarterback in correct. Buffalo. Correct. Right. That's going to hurt. I look, at, I look at also... I mean, it, it compares to a lot of different things. You look at what uh, certain players do in certain places. Uh, t- is Tom Brady going to be as successful in, say, Buffalo or Tex- the Houston Texans? As he is in New England, I mean, it's a they're a product of their environment. Yeah, you but still, look at David you Carr. Still on the bomb Buffalo. Not David. Uh, De- yeah, David Carr, Derek Carr's brother. Yep. David Carr was well, very, very talented. Right. Goes in and it's gets hard to sacked throw the ball back. Correct. Like he had no offensive line in front of him. Lost his confidence. Lost his job. And yeah. you know, he goes from program. He goes to a place with a line that's going to protect him. He could be a great quarterback, but at the same time. I feel like the talent level is well, very similar, is, and it's just a, le- a lot of it is product of where you are, your coaching, what, what they they is, benefit from it, what you do. Isn't what you just said what everybody's hoping here for Sam Bradford? I mean, you Correct. had a guy that yeah. underachieved, you could say, in St. Louis, couldn't stay healthy, number one mm-hmm. overall pick. But then you look at, again, the environment around him. I mean, St. Louis never once, when they ha- had Sam Bradford healthy, were people looking at them as a team that was really going to make some noise. I mean, they had the one chance – if you remember, it was a Sunday night game, the last game of the season at Seattle, when they were like six and nine, and Seattle mm-hmm. was like seven, eight, and one, or whatever. And the winner of the division was going to be under five hundred, and St. Louis lost that game. Correct. Yeah. And, and then of course now, Seattle beats the Saints in that home game, and the Marshawn Lynch run where he yeah. runs who, over the guy. Who did who did he have for? Did he have um, Stephen Jackson as his yeah, back? Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, who's a very good player, but very good player in his uh, prime, but just kind of wore up, yeah. wore down. I see. I think Buffalo's never good. really had any wide receivers. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. In, no. He didn't. In St. Yeah, Louis. You're right. No. You're right. I think Buffalo has a chance to be. If they had a quarterback, a good quarterback, I think Buffalo could be really good. They have, their defense is tremendous. I think yeah. they still could be good though, because you look at what Rex Ryan did in New York. Yeah. With yeah he's going to get some good. He's, he's going to ground and pound, smash mouth football. Yeah. They have a great. They have a great. They have a great They could be really good. The Jets too. The Jets. If the Jets have a great defense. If they had a quarterback too, they could be good. Now speaking of great, brought in Brandon Marshall. Speaking of great, going uh you know going the other way a little bit and this is something that surprised all of us mike greg the phillies yeah and it's tough to talk about because Break i mean up the phillies yeah like they're not they're we've talked about them before and i've told we talked about this last week i said hernandez i said the the herrera i think that uh franco, franco i think you have a good core yeah, and they're, uh, they're giles, quick they get on base giles, good as giles yeah here's the thing i think about baseball jb crawford get, in the minors you get, you get rid Texas of prospects you get you get rid of some bad seat you get rid of papel and that mm-hmm. whole negativity right ba- baseball's the one sport where you don't need these high overpriced look at the cardinals they get rid of pool holes and they go out and win yeah. the world series next yeah. year like you don't i mean can you name five people on the royals or the Pirates. Mike Moustakis. Before last season. Andrew By the way, by the way, do you guys know who won the Cy Young last year in the AL? Corey Kluber. You're a dork. <laughs> you know that. You really are. I mean, you're a first-rate geek if you know that. Dude, I even know – you could have gave me a million – before I heard that, you could have gave me a million guesses, and I wouldn't have said Corey Kluber. I mean, who, I never heard of Corey Kluber. <laughs> No, he stole it from Felix Hernandez. I know that yes, he did. He yes, he did. He, he did. Oh, uh, uh, shoot, fancy baseball. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because didn't Felix Hernandez have? He was thirteen and twelve, maybe, or had like that uh, was like, five or six years ago. Felix was like just over yep, five hundred. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Which he should have won that year because his ERA was like ridiculous. His ERA was yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Zach Greinke in Kansas City won yeah. the yep. with like fifteen wins. But get, getting back to the foot, yeah. Uh, to me, now, not enough is being made of 
Sandberg quitting in the middle of the season. Yeah, I, you, I, I totally you, agree. You never. Totally when's the last agree. time you saw a manager quit in the middle of the season? You, a, and, and how a, much of an indictment is it now? Well, a, yeah. a, you don't get paid. No. B, you're never getting another coaching job. Never. Like, never. Like, usually you'll see managers just ride it out to get fired, collect their money, maybe catch on somewhere. For him to quit in the middle of the season, I've never, I've yeah, never I seen totally, it. I've never seen it before. I totally agree with I, you. I never yeah. liked Ryan Sandberg from the start because my whole Ryan, thing, yeah, whatever. Mm, so why mm. wouldn't the Cubs, pick, you know, why wouldn't Theo Epstein pick him yeah, up? Yeah, you're right. right. Um, my whole thing with him though is when when we saw him with the Phillies for what a year and a half or mm-hmm. I guess I guess it was almost two years because he took over. He took over at the end of thirteen, yep, yep, all yep, of fourteen, yep, about yep, half yep, of fifteen. Yep. To me, he was just so boring. I mean, he rolled out the same lineup every game. And I understand you don't have mm-hmm. much to work with with this roster. Yeah. But at the but, same time. But do you? Now, now, now it, you do. Now it looks like you kind of have some pieces coming in place. But I think that's a testament to the job that Pete McCannon has done stepping in. I think you have to keep him for 26. Well, you have to. You, you, have, to. you have to. You have to. I but mean, he did a good job of throwing those young guys in. and, say, and uh, even like, but, they're, but, they're, but they're exciting now. Like You have something to look sure. You look at the Phillies now and you go, Oh, we can build on this. Correct. I mean, you can move forward. Uh, did, you, now. did you hear now the Giants? The Giants won Yeah. And, 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 and that's another please, thing. Please take them. But that's a great thing and, that he did. That McKenna did with, with putting Utley in the lineup oh, yeah, and moving exactly. Hernandez yeah, to short and kind of sure. bumping Galvis down a little bit. You don't need to play Freddie Galvis every no. day, but at this stage, you got to get Utley out there. You got to showcase him. Well, and, Galvis is a stopgap until yeah. J.P. Crawford comes. And now Don Brown's hitting the ball. Don Brown's hitting the ball. Yeah. I mean, Franco but looks like, like the real deal. He does, but I like the I see. I like the Hernandez. I like Herrera. Like they just get on base and they're yeah. fast that's and they turn doubles that's and the triples. Man, they, runs. That's yeah, all you need. That's like, just like, like when the Giants, when the Giants and Cardinals win a World Series, like yeah. they're just guys, guys hitting line drives in the gap. Like they're not like. It's just, it's, I feel like it's like Major League. Like there's a statue of Ruben Amaro that they're just ripping shit off. Uh, no, no, that, that's, that's, that's the next question. You mentioned Ruben Amaro. I hope to God that this doesn't save him. No, he's not. No, no, you don't see it. I don't see it. You think Andy okay. McPhail comes in? Yeah, yeah. They, I they, think they, you have to. Listen, the, you think no shot? I think no shot. Okay. Because a lot of the, I, I agree. And here's the thing: you get these young guys, but their farm system was depleted. I mean, he right. he, he ate it up, and then he sold some stuff. But you you don't know what can you don't what's know. going on now. Save exactly three years. Exactly. Horrible. I don't horrible think so. Yeah, I think I mean, he's done. I think it's contract just, expires at the end of the year. They, Correct. Then, I think then, that's going to be then, it. Then they rank like the worst general managers in, in, in all baseball sports. or sports. You're right in sports. And Amaro yeah, was, was dead last. Yeah. The worst one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, nah, this doesn't save it. This no, save I this. agree. But at the same time, th- this is. It's a very exciting team, and can this they, is what Philadelphia seven, can they get the seventy wins? Do you think? I think it's possible. Oh, yeah, right now, forty. They're forty six. Oh, let me see. I, I believe they're. Uh, I'll look it up. Right and what's there. crazy about that is, if they win seventy, they won seventy three last year. I mean, everybody thought Correct. that they would be the worst team. They might lose a hundred. Yeah. You win seventy, you lose ninety two. That's just like another bad team in baseball. That's just, not what we were. It's better than what everybody was expecting. Well, it's that. funny to think about how bad Sandberg did when you look at when. Look at they went on this run sixteen and five. Like right after he left, right after he well, leaves. No, no, so probably about three Mc, weeks. No, because went. McCann went. He went. He went tough two, road trip. Yeah, he went like two and eight on that right, road you're trip. You're right. There. I, but sixteen and six, like recently, and you look at post all star break, best record in baseball. Correct. But you look at like exactly what, like what's what's what were you saying, Mike? Uh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say where are they at? They're, they're now forty five and sixty seven. They're, so they got it. They they're have, 14 and a half. I mean, no, they're 14 and a half. They're seven and three in their last 10. They need 30, no, 25 wins. So what is 25 that? 25 wins. What's 45 and 45 and 65 is what? 20 under. No, but what oh, does that percentage? add up to? No, what does that add to? So they got 100, go, they're 110. They got to go 52 games. 52 games left. They got to play about 500 to get yeah. to 70. I don't see why not. I mean, 26 and 26. They, they've leaped. They're moving up quickly. The, they, my, they've Miami leaped Miami. Miami. How about that, by the way? Earlier in the season, their general manager fires the yeah. manager and then hires yeah. himself. Uh, I mean, you knew that was going to fail. Well, here's the whole thing. It's great because this the Phillies were so bad that they went on this ridiculous run, and they're just finally passing the Marlins as like the for, to yeah. get out of the cellar of the worst of team. And it won on, on the best but streak in baseball. You, and have, you finally you get have out. to think that the worst is over. The uh, are the Cardinals like one? Are are like the Cardinals in that Spurs like kind of just oh, the I top think franchises? I yeah. think you got the Cardinals, the Spurs, the Patriots, the Patriots yeah. and you know I, I guess maybe the Detroit Red Wings. Well, here's hockey. the th- here's the yeah. funny thing about and people, Black, Black I mean, Hawks, we talk, yeah. we talk a lot about the Spurs and and this is one thing and I look at I look at a lot of different and I, I'm a soccer fan so I see it a lot in soccer, but what happens a lot of times is 
people aren't ever satisfied. So you're always going for that extra guy. So, you know, this guy's going to be sold here. This guy's going to be sold here. It's the same in baseball. The big free agent's going to come up. It's the same in football. You're always trying to get that free agent. When the Spurs, they're not really, it's not like that. The Spurs are just manufacturing the people every single time, signing those same people, making sure that they keep that same core. They're going to be good again with sure picking up David West. Correct. Like, but they're, they're they're they just, they just, they don't need, they don't need that tough. whole entire, they don't need that crazy, like, okay, let's get a thousand people in here and see what we can do. It's just like, let's keep the same core group and maybe we'll be successful. I think that's a big, big thing. And people don't understand that because everyone's just trying to buy and buy and buy and buy. And LeBron's going here and here. And like, it's just people that just lose sight of the fact that having guys play together for eight to 10 years, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. So we got our old, old friend, Don from fair joining us. We haven't talked to him in a while because we haven't been here for a while. Don, how are you? Well, good. That, that worked out pretty good though. Cause uh, me and one of my buddies got out and spent some time up in upstate New York, outside, and then they they rounded me up, and I just got my telephone privileges back. So the timing is working out. Were you part of that prison escape? <laughs> yeah, but almost made it though. You know, and I'll be out again. Just give me time. <laughs> just give me a few weeks. I'll yeah. be- just be careful. If you're, be careful if you're escaping on a bike this time, Don. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I love the introduction. The NPR. Kevin like sounded a little, little bit like Whispering Don Wilson. Do you know who he is? <laughs> I can imagine he's a country, he's a he's a country guy, isn't he? Not like sits sits there talks, introduce no, country you, records. And if you Google him, he was a uh, a bowling commentator when bowling was on television. Oh, wow. Bowling, and I, I I could hear hints of Whispering Don Wilson oh. in there. And Pete and Pete Weber steps up to the lane. He's got a seven ten split. You almost have to do that for bowling, though, because yeah, you, you can't yeah. be loud. That's yeah. the whole entire thing. Like with and sports, like, you can't be loud. You, you know, just have to sit there and be I quiet. I love the, the poker commentators. You know, on ES, the World Series of Poker, they're they're. Uh, he's got pocket kings. Pocket yeah. Kings, yeah like, well, that's yeah. the whole entire thing too. With the like, they should do. Why don't they do that with foul shots? <clears throat> so Tim, yeah, that's right. The line. Shooting one and one. Let's see what happens. Oh, it's just like you just keep. Keep like everything just nice and peaceful, like just. Uh, it's like Jim Nance. Jim Nance kind of has that. Yep. Jim Nance kind of has that. I love Nance Week, Final Four, and then Masters. And, and that's t- his time. And, yeah, Tom, you're right. and you're right. Tom Brady tries to quiet the crowd at the one with time ticking down. Let's see what happens. It's just like it's just very. The, the, we need to buy it with all sports. I think that's just terrific. I want to ask you guys real quick though. Mm-hmm. I was t- I texted Kev about it. I wanted to talk about it with the, the, the Joel Embiid silence that's going on right now with the Sixers. I think it's very alarming uh, because <laughs> <laughs> they're back. They're back. Get out of here. There you go, Mike. Mike, get the tug off your leg. Oh my god, so funny. So Joe and Venus, so what do you, very think? you think something's afoot? I think what's going on. I mean, listen, they they put a press release out a month ago saying that he's going to need a second surgery on his foot. Okay, and they say in that press release, seven to ten days, uh, the, the surgery will be performed. Okay? I mean, make no. It's 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 been something's a foot, and nothing. We have not heard anything. Okay, and this is what I think happened. I think Joel Embiid, a young guy, wants to get out on the floor. Him and his agent probably did a, a little bit of their own medical work and, and maybe talked to a few doctors and said, you know, surgery is probably your best option, but you might be able to play through this because he doesn't feel any pain. Yeah, but, yeah, they but, say. yeah but not feeling any pain, could you be doing more significant you, damage you to could lead be, the pain? But I think he wants to play badly. I think he wants to get out there, and I think the Sixers want him to play. Don, the Don, you're I don't the, think Greg Oden feels pain anymore. Don, either. you're one of the finest orthopedic surgeons in the area. What do you think? <laughs> you know, here's what's funny. I got a letter. I, it was a year ago that I broke my hip. I got a letter from the doctor that did the surgery saying, you know, it was great to work on you, all this other stuff. And then <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to this person who's like a fundraiser for the hospital. And I'm thinking, fundraiser? I thought the insurance took care of that. <laughs> what funds do you need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you raise funds for the hospital? I don't get it. So I just saw the a, bill. Yeah. You were, in there for, you were in there for an hour. Yeah. What's that's that? insane. Yeah. No, that's, like, that's, they, were, they weren't, you know, they're doing a story for a few hours, and then it's like, okay, 
Here's your bill, hundred grand. Oh, By the sorry. way, we need you to raise funds for us because we're yeah, just I, we're crying. I got, I got into your I got into your side. Now I'd like to get into your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed. I noticed That's that the. I noticed that the hit might have been a uh, a displacement of the heavy wallet on the one side of your body. So <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was the wallet so that, that caused the, the accident. It was the empty wallet flapping in the wind. What do you, you guys think? Tonight, my, oh. we were out walking, and my wife was telling me, "You're walking crooked." I said, well, I'm not walking crooked. She said, I think the hip was too long. I said, would you like me to go back in and have it shaved down or something? It was so much fun the first time. <laughs> we'll get the, it's, we'll it's get a fun fundraiser. To, it's fun to play with someone else's hip, isn't it? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, done. Yeah. done. Yeah. You walk a little crooked. Go get that fixed. Yeah. And I'll bet you put the out. blue one in instead of the green one. You better have that checked. That's right. <laughs> Well, listen, Don. It was great to hear from you again. We got to run. We got another one of our uh, callers uh, oh, on the line. Okay, but great, it was to great to talk to you guys. Yeah. All right, uh, see you Don. See you next week. Yeah, bye bye. All right, you had, you uh, introduced this one. Who is this, Mike? Uh, caller, are you on the line? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, this is Tom Potson. <laughs> Tom Potson, retired golfer. I retired recently. I just played my last <laughs> British Open a few weeks ago. Oh, oh Tom, Tom Potson. No, it's Tom Potson. Uh, Are you yeah. in, in relation to Tom Watson? <laughs> no, 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 no. That midget, uh, we're not related at all. No, no. This is from Palmeyer. Now, I was golfing with Tom earlier this week, and Tom pulled off a miracle. A hole-in-one, 109 Mid yards out. Wow. Now, so, 170, it was 173, Mike, and uh, it was a nice... Nice, easy eight iron, and just rolled right up there and went right in the hole. Wow. Yep. That was, and it was a seven iron, by the way. Oh, That's... seven iron. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was a It was all a lot, trust me. Yeah, not, no, no skill. I actually shot a 128 that day, even with a hole I mean, one. I mean, it was, it was, I've never seen something so ugly, awkward, uncomfortable. Mike, 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 stop talking, stop talking about Kevin Sal shooting, please. So let's get back to the golf story. No, it's not about your golf swing. Oh, oh, oh. You have seen Kevin shoot foul shots, right? I mean, if, if you ever saw him, if you ever saw Tom swing a golf club, picture a golfer having a seizure right before he hits the ball. Like Barkley? Barkley would... He would die for Barkley's swing. Barkley's <laughs> yeah. giving him mustard. <laughs> I mean, he would if he if he woke up with Charles Barkley's swing, he'd be the happiest man in America. <laughs> Tom, what do, what do you think? About the I'm, I'm still game? working on some things. You know, Chad, he doesn't realize. You know, things don't happen overnight for most people. You know, and I'm working on things. I'll, I'll be down in the uh, low 100s very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, by the way, what uh, I I do want to say this: a big congratulations. To being mentioned as the one of the top ten sandwich places in Philadelphia, I did see that. I did see the post. I was very proud, really? especially because I did. I, I was I was going to text you and just be like, "That was terrific," because uh, you know, get being that mentioned, Primo South Street, one of the top ten. Now, how did you publish that article yourself? What did you have to do there? <laughs> well, I have, I have to tell you, it was an, you know, it was a uh, a great honor, and uh, I have to give you guys a lot of credit because uh, things really turned around for us when you did your uh, remote at the uh, store one day. What was that, about a year and a half ago? And after yeah, that uh, yeah. show, you had a match-up remote. Uh, that, that ever since then, uh, things have skyrocketed. Oddly enough, we haven't been invited back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was... So well, we're, we're still trying to um, restore the uh, the beer stock. Uh, Kevin really uh, did a number on us that night. I apologize. I apologize. Can we be the face of Primos, by the way? How about the voice? Possibly, possibly yes. Yes. Because we, we, we wanted a guy and a girl like to be the face of the store. So, you know, Kevin could be the guy, obviously. And... <laughs> Tom, listen, we're running out of time. Good job on the golf course this week. And get, uh, get back below uh, 110s by the end of the week. Yeah, Great job, Tom. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> cut him off? Yeah. When he goes, I, 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 he's going to say something stupid. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, show brought to you tonight by Phone Pack, supplier of all Graco products. Just a phone call away, 884-582-928. And integrated play in Renee Shaw. If you're an athlete looking to transition into a career outside the athletic field, contact Renee. 
Uh, Greg, final thoughts. Joel Embiid. Yeah, I, I'm pretty nervous, I'll be honest. I think that there's more coming and it's not good. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, good season coming up as long as they all stay healthy, which you can say for any team. Yeah. 12 and 4. 12 and 4. Oh. Mike, what do you got? Schedule's not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Embiid, I think he's going to miss a season. Eagles, I'm going 10 and 6. Perfect. So I think uh, Embiid definitely going to miss the season. I think Eagles eleven and five. You would say I would say it. it's like it's like Price is Right, it's the actual retail price. We'd like to thank you all for listening tonight to our program. Thanks to Les Bowen here on NPR. We'd like to thank Les Bowen for coming on and joining us and talking Eagles. We'd like to. I correct- actually think you. I actually think you sound better like that. Really, I'd like to thank Greg Frank, our intern, for doing a terrific job in producing the show tonight. I'd like to thank our co-host, Mike. If you would like to make a donation, please contact Renee Shaw. <laughs> All right, guys. We're out. We'll see you next week. Later. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.